That's Jonathan. And we're going over chapter three, which is chapter three of Adventist Home, because that's a series that we're doing. And it's called The the Eden Home a Pattern. The so same pattern as every time. We're going to go over some things that stood out to me and discuss. So the first one here. Eve was created from a rib taken from the side of Adam, signifying that she was not to control him as the head, nor to be trampled under his feet as an inferior, but to stand by his side as an equal, to be loved and protected by him. Which we heard this exact quote in uh, John's friend's Oh, yeah, yeah, Kendall's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So... Yeah, that's kind of self-explanatory. It kind of goes right to the point. As... I think it's touching on the, um, the the Bible verses that talk about sub- submission. Is oh, she goes way more into submission. Like, when yeah. she goes into submission, she goes off. You haven't even gotten to those chapters yet. I mean, um, <coughs> essentially from that, that one quote here, like I think it's just important to remember that the husband and wife are equal, but with different responsibilities. Not just that, that man and woman are supposed to be equal. I saw a, a quote, this isn't from Ellen White, but um, there's a guy who explained it really well, where he was like, um, a, like, you're, you're supposed, it says husbands submit to your wives, and, and wives submit to your husbands, but it, it's to your husband and your wife. It's, it shouldn't be used in the context of um, women submit to every man. It's women submit to your husband, and that's it. It's not a gender thing. It's a mm. marriage covenant thing. Yes. Um, a lot of things in the Bible are taken out of context. <laughs> yeah. So many things could be solved in the world if context was read. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the woman was taken out of the, the rib of Adam just because we are equal to men and, and... And should be treated as equal. Unfortunately, there are some people who feel that women should be trampled on and there are some women who believe that you know men are scum and uh, <laughs> yeah no we're all equal yeah 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 um okay so next we're stronger you're smarter you know what it's even different responsibilities yeah uh okay so christ honored the marriage relation by making it also a symbol of the union between him and his redeemed ones Yep. Marriage is a way for us to understand how Christ feels, how the Trinity feels, and what they went through um, through the plan of salvation. It's to show him what that kind of love is to have for somebody else. That's, a, that's the same kind of love Christ has for every single one of us. Mm-hmm. It's like he's married to every single person that's ever existed. and And loves them so much that no matter what wrong they do, he's always there to, to take them back in. Mm-hmm. And I think that in marriage, that's the closest you'll get because you are so, so close to a point where you wouldn't be ever that close to anybody else. And when pe- when your spouse makes mistakes or annoys you or does things that make you not want to be married anymore, you, you mm. don't really have a choice. You have to work through it and you, you love them through it and you don't want to let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, but he who created man knew what would be for his happiness, and no sooner had the 
had he created him, then he gave him his appointed work. I'm really bad at reading today. Wow. My brain shut off while you were reading. I was like, that was so broken. <laughs> okay. But he who created man knew what would be for his happiness. And no sooner had he created him that he gave him his appointed work. Yeah. So we weren't created to be lazy couch potatoes to just sit around mm -hmm. and doing nothing. God made Adam. And where did he put Adam? In a garden. In a garden. Okay. A really sweet garden. To do what? So the garden could tend itself? No. Mm. Get off your lazy bum and do some work. We were never. We were created to work to to do things. That's why our bodies are so adaptive. All right. This is why working out and going to the gym works because our bodies are designed to adapt to labor, to um, become stronger, better, more efficient with labor. All right. So that is why if you don't have a field you can tend. Go to the gym. All right. If you don't have, uh, you know, a place where you can run around and, you know, enjoy life, go to a park, do something. You're not supposed to be an idle human. All right. Just sitting around collecting dust and fat. That's not how that's supposed to work. It's not the way God designed you um, to be. And that's kind of completely disrespecting him. By letting his creation and the ultimate gift of life that he has given you to go to waste. And I mean, all of this is solidified by the fact that psychologically being lazy causes depression, causes anxiety. Why do people think that we have productivity guilt where we feel guilty when we haven't done anything that day? It's not because we're trained that we, we shouldn't take care of ourselves. It's because we were created to be working for a purpose as opposed to mm -hmm. sitting there to pleasure our own brains. Uh, you look at anyone who works outside as like a manual labor outdoors job, they're tired at the end of the day. They're exhausted, but they feel so satisfied. Go look at a farmer, like a small, a small little hobby farmer. Yeah, he works like like literally 14 to 16 hours a day, but he is so satisfied. And happy mm -hmm. compared to Someone who works in an office and may love their job, but can't move during the day. I'm like that. I can't move all day. My brain goes, I go stir crazy. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then John comes home and he's like, I need a nap. I just want to watch TV because he was outside all day working yeah. in trees and stuff. And I'm like, I've been staring at a computer screen yeah. all day. If I stare at another TV screen, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. I climb trees for a living and I start work at what six I had to be at the shop for 6 45 a.m. usually when it's pretty dark when it's pretty dark outside and I work till earliest to latest I've worked is five or six mm. all right so you do the math yeah it's a long day to be climbing and hauling brush and driving and carrying wood and using a chainsaw etc etc and you come home, you're like, ah, I had a very satisfying day. And then, you know, this shut-in of a, of a hermit is like, let's go outside and do everything! <laughs> just like, no, I'm taking a nap. It's like during the summer, and you're like, you spend all day outside, and you're like, it was hot, and I've had my share of sun for the day. And I'm like, let me go sit under a ray of sunshine, because I haven't had vitamin D in 27 days. 
to keep in mind, like the first day of like really good sun, I get almost like 75% of my full tan just by working outside. I get dark just in like the first week of summer. I don't tan at all. I turn red, but I like the sunshine anyways. Yeah, you're just a tomato. <laughs> I go outside and I just like turn to like extra dark toast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad about it. Um, okay, so next one. Actually, this is the, the last one. Um, when God's presence is in the home, joy reigns. Home becomes blissful like the Garden of Eden. And it is the only thing that keeps a family glued together in happiness. Yeah. I think I wrote that. That is not a quote. I wrote that. But I love Brittany. <laughs> okay, that, it's from... This is a comment on this quote. Okay. I need to understand my own organization here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Brittany's the, like, I haven't highlighted this yet. But you highlighted it wrong. <laughs> no, I the blue stuff is like stuff that I wanted to talk about in the podcast. Um, so the presence of Christ alone can make men and women happy. The home then becomes as an Eden of bliss. The family, a beautiful symbol of the family in heaven. And then okay. my comment to that was that when God's presence is in the home, joy reigns and home becomes blissful like the Garden of Eden. Yes. I was going to say, that sounds like way too normal modern yeah. English to be Ellen White. Um, and... and that God's presence is the only thing that can keep a family glued together. It's not um, a family game night or, or hanging out together. It's God. Mm. Yeah. If you look at families who are, you know, everyone's happy, you know, they have, they have everything, um, good family dynamic, but they don't have God. There's still, there's always something missing and it eventually wears down and gets to the point where people start, you start to see the family unit degrade over time. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard they try, when God isn't there, it's always going to start to degrade. Yeah. All right. It won't be this self-sustaining, growing to be better unit. It'll start to degrade. And the thing is, is that sometimes I don't think it's necessarily the family not trying to have God there. They're mm. trying to have God there. But I think a lot of the responsibility of keeping the family up, kept, and knit together is being put on the children or on the parents or on the members of the family as opposed to on God, which is where the responsibility should be in the first place. It shouldn't be the kids' responsibilities to, um, like, I, there's definitely things you need to do to keep a family yeah. knit together. So, like, I know, I know she does touch on that too. She touches on the roles and responsibilities and the important duties that children have and um, the roles and responsibilities of the parents. I can't remember if it was in chapter one that we that she talked about, um, where she compared what a mother is like. Like motherhood is like the next step down from like God. Not yeah. in the fact of like seniority or something like that, but like the importance of that position is like one step down from God. Mm. That is how important being a mother is and that's something that we take for granted and don't really understand i'm not sure if it's in chapter two or where or if it's much further along in the book but i do remember her saying that that it's it it is a very important and sacred position and mm -hmm. must be taken 
extremely seriously. And a lot of people don't. They're just like, yeah, I'm a mom. Do you even know what that means? Do you know what you have been ordained to do? Do you know how how much responsibility rests on your shoulders? It's not just, uh, yeah, I'm a mom. I have a kid now. Now I can dress them up and take them to play dates. No, that's not, that's not what having kids is about. But I think that, um, like, the glue that keeps a family together should be God. It yes. shouldn't be on the kids to feel like they're in the middle of, of something and holding on to every end of it and trying to hold it together. And if they let go for a second, the whole family is going to break apart. That's not fair to the kids or the parents. Whoever feels like that's their that's where they're at, God's responsibility is to keep the glue in between the cracks. And your responsibility as a member of the family is to keep the relationship intact. Yeah, and I'm not saying that mothers are that are responsible for that. No, no, no. I know. I don't think we're so. If God is present, He will help you hold your family together. From He'll prevent your family from degrading from wear and tear. Yeah. He will fill in the cracks to bring you closer together, but the moment you let go of God, you will think of it as this. Okay, it's like God is the glue. That hold the family together. Okay. Yeah, you can balance the pieces. That's literally what I said like two seconds ago. Yeah, you can balance the pieces of, let's say, like a broken vase vase together. And it may hold for a little bit. But the moment a breeze comes along, it'll get knocked over. Glue works only if both things that are being glued together hold on to each other. Hmm. Alright? So for glue to work effectively... Both pieces need to grab hold of the glue. Yeah. The moment they let go of the glue, the glue ceases to be effective. The glue is still strong, but the pieces have failed. I think um, the, the kind of scenario that I'm thinking here is when, um, when kids start to get older and parents are saying, you know, you don't spend enough time with us or you're doing this or you're doing that. And I feel like that's putting a lot of the responsibility that comes with God's presence being a part of the family. Mm. And, and you're you're kind of blaming the the kids for not having that that sense of unity anymore. And yeah. I think it comes with the fact that y you all are growing together and people grow grow up and change. And well, just just think of it this way. Does a tree grow straight up with no branches? No. No, it branches out. Yeah. Same thing will happen with your family. You can't expect it to grow like a straight twig straight up in the air and not have any branches at all. You have to understand that at one at some point in time, even though like uh an evergreen tree that usually grows straight up, it still branches out. Okay. Your family is going to branch out and you and that's something that like you need to start understanding. When you have kids, they will leave and they will start their own family. You can't expect kids to hold your family together. That's, no. Well, and I think that um, comparing the closeness, um, like comparing the amount of time as a family that you spend all together to the strength of the unit as a whole is wrong. Because you guys can spend time together once every two years and still be the strongest, like closest knit family when you're together. And through your relationships and because you keep in touch in between that time but and uh, yeah so like spending time together or um 
you know, like don't put the pressure of the glue on specific worldly things because God will keep you close together even if the kids are branching out. Yep. And it you don't have to physically be in front of one another 24-7 for the family to be strong because God is there. True. Very true. But yeah. So that was chapter three. And so come back next time for chapter four, a light in the community. Woohoo. Um, and if you have any uh questions, anything like that, any questions, topics, comments, concerns, yeah, anything really, you can find us on Instagram, uh Real Time Talk, on Facebook, Real Time Talk. You can email us at info.lessonsforyou at gmail.com. Uh, send us a message. I don't know. Send, send stuff everywhere. Put reviews places. That helps us a lot to get more views and stuff and help people decide if they want to listen to us or not. Help. It helps us help you. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's it. Well. Yeah. Also make sure you like and smash up subscribe button. It, yes. Follow button if you're on. Yeah. If you're on anything else, <laughs> follow us, subscribe to us stalk us please don't but you know i mean not not if physically you... you can you can facebook stalk us <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't care i'm never on anyways on facebook yeah as you yeah you go you were like Brittany, why didn't why did you change your profile picture to the picture i wanted to change it to i'm <laughs> like that picture has been up for two weeks you could have changed it by now i stole it it was like no you like you put it up like the day of. The day of, and I commented on it like the next day. I'm like, I want to put that picture up. Well, I'll use a different one. There's like 60 of them. Yeah, I just have to go through them. Anyways, getting off topic. <laughs> okay, stay in school. Sab school. Stay in sab school.